very, very good morning to you on Fellowship Day 776. A second recording on what is the last working day of 2023, he says, trying not to date the podcast too much. But an important point to raise because bringing this podcast all the way back to its origins to make it reflections on holding an academic fellowship, but saying more about what goes on around the fellowship rather than what the fellowship is about. The end of this year sees me peering into the new year thinking about one thing in particular professionally, renewing the fellowship. So the particular fellowship that I hold was on a four plus three model four years initially and on the third of those four years, which is I'm about to go into, renew the fellowship so that at the end of those four years it rolls into a further three. The fact that I'm now talking about that and preparing that paperwork is making me think, how, how, how have we got to here? How is it that I'm now talking about that when the first time I hit the red light on this podcast was when kid number two was coming along and the fellowship was starting. And then, of course, we had about 100 days where I realised that having two kids was more than a double team and far more than jumping from level one to level two of parenthood. And time became something utterly consumed in ways I couldn't have imagined. We've gone through all of that and got to this point where it's renewal time. And save for me giving you a nosebleed of going on like an old person in the hairdressers saying how tall the grandkids are getting and how fast time is going, I am becoming that person in ways that I thought were of more value to talk about here. Uh, another crappy dad joke I always throw out in the podcast is how intermittent the episodes can be sometimes. I'm sitting here on the last day of the year recording in the quietness of an early morning because this is quite literally the only quiet early morning I've been able to get in and sit in front of this microphone for quite some time. Earlier this year, late in summer, in fact, is when, <coughs> excuse me, I hit the personal milestone of or we rather hit the personal milestone of our first child starting school, starting primary school, starting grade school, depending on where you're coming from. And that in itself was surreal, joyous, a relief to see her be able to do that and not be clinging to us like she was in the first day of nursery, to have friends that she knew going into school and having made more since then. That's been a very positive milestone as much as it's a weird one. Another one where I think, how did we get here? But then more selfishly, on the flip side of that, and in terms of a challenge that's come up since then for professional work and the fellowship, is that we've now entered a window in time where I have one kid at school, one kid at nursery. They're both in different locations at different times. My wife and I have different work schedules. And long story short, what it's led to is that I've taken 
my previous start time of work on the morning side, contracted that. I've taken what would normally be a more liberal range of working end times at the end of the day and contracted that as well. This is a shit sandwich of time that has just been stripped away almost instantaneously. And as I sort of nervously laugh and joke about when I'm talking to colleagues in person, this is tough. Like, this was something I was, as daft as it sounds, completely unprepared for. And what I mean by that is I was unprepared for the double contraction in the amount of working time I have in a day. I'll be deeply honest here, really quite frank, possibly sound like an arse saying this. Whenever matters of working within, like, you know, core hours during a working day, so not nine to five, but more like between 10 and three or 10 and four, depending on where you work, you know, trying to get things like meetings done in, in those core hours or other matters that required, like, most of a working team to be around or in person within core hours, that was something that, because it didn't affect me personally, it was something that I knew of but paid little attention to unless someone brought it up specifically, in which case it made it, you know, much easier to uh, work around that, be, uh, of course, as flexible as needs be, be accommodating and and make it work how it had to work. But for me personally, I would never have to request such a thing. I could be in early, I could be in late if someone wanted a meeting or was asking me for a meeting outside of those core hours, in or out. It didn't matter. I didn't, in other words, appreciate fully what it meant to work within those core hours. And now, now there's a lot of days where I struggle to work in the core hours period. Like That is literally all I have some days. And the, the thing that actually frustrates me and borderline angers me at some point is how selfish I can be with my time and how much that has simply been triggered by the shock of having a lot of my previous time stripped away from me. The positive side of it is it makes it a hell of a lot easier to say no. I hope you don't mind a brief interjection in the middle of this episode of the Read Indeed podcast. I wanted to share with you that, as weird as this is to say, the podcast is now sponsored by my book, You Are Not a Fraud, A Scientist's Guide to the Imposter Phenomenon, and the accompanying Imposter Syndrome Masterclass. Since I published the book back in August 2022, and since I spawned the Imposter Syndrome Masterclass workshop from that, it has grown arms and legs and allowed me to get that message about managing the imposter syndrome out to the world in ways that I couldn't have imagined in the beginning. But now that that is taking on a life of its own, it's allowing me to feed resource back into the podcast to, to pay for the subscriptions that help me create the content, curate it and host it online. And that's why the podcast is now sponsored by it. So if any of the story of the imposter syndrome resonates with you, I would be delighted if you would check out the book or check out the imposter syndrome masterclass. That is, you are not a fraud. A Scientist's Guide to the Imposter Phenomenon. That's available in ebook, paperback, hardback, audio, and now 
in French and Spanish translations. And the Imposter Syndrome Masterclass is a half-day workshop to help you and your group harness the tools that will alleviate your self-doubt and maximise your self-confidence before your next career challenge. I'll put the links in the description. Maybe it's not for you, but maybe it's for someone that you know. So please do share those links. And without further ado, back to the episode. Thanks for your time. The amount of clarity that has come my way with regards to certain meeting, meetings that should have been emails, having some standing meetings to make sure they don't go on for too long, and being really, really economical with the time that I have has gotten much easier. Not because it's a good thing to do, but because now it's an absolute necessity. There's so much that I can, and probably on this podcast, have preached about using time valuably. But nothing trains you for that more than necessity. Necessity remains the mother of invention. And now what it's helped me invent or has sparked in me is a hyper-awareness of the few and far between times I actually have long hours with which to do deep work, wherein I should have emails open and closed and times where I simply need to disappear, otherwise I won't get any work done. Being able to carry the laptop with me and work wherever I go is a blessing in disguise, whereas before, you might default to simply doing most things in the office and sitting in that little bubble. But, oh man, it has come fast, it's caught me off guard, but at this end of the year, and why I'm recording now, is because thankfully I'm at a time where that adjustment to that new routine is almost set. Uh, I won't say it's a solved problem at this point, quite frankly. I'm no longer convinced it is a problem. Maybe this is what I needed to get, to get over my unspecified workaholism to actually make use of every dip and drop of time that comes my way, rather than wasting a lot of, of it and not realising it. Time has been contracted. And I'm having to think very, very deeply about how to spend every single professional minute. So the consideration there, whether or not I go on any longer in this episode, I have no idea. I felt like I've spent nine minutes moaning at you. But as always, I've done so because you might be the person who is either thinking about starting a family or further back staring down the barrel of applying for your own fellowship. If you're at that stage, I'm willing to bet that you're thinking a lot more about what it is you want to do rather than when you're going to do it. The contents of what you want to create rather than the amount of time you have to create it. The first thing is the more exciting thing. The second one, <laughs> the second one is the one that will scare the shit out of you. Because while you think you might have all the time in the world now, I promise you, it won't last forever. So, how might you make more of your time by working as if you have very little left. How might you appreciate what is meant by core working hours in order to get more out of those hours, whether or not you have more hours besides, doesn't matter. How might you use rations of time to put more focus into that time? Thanks as ever for being here. Thanks for listening to my rambles long enough to see if there's anything valuable to you in there. I'll be going into the new year, continuing to think about how I can make the most of this short time and how I can make the most of the magical time that has been created outside of work for the family that needs me. All of this is in attention. Not attention, all of this is in a tension. There's no right answer. And maybe there's no right point to finish this podcast. You can tell that this is something front of mind, an unsolved problem, and something I thought I should reflect on now in order to make the most of that time in a new year. So once again, how might you look at rations of your time 
in order to extract the most amount of focus and value from the time that you have. Take care. I'll be back soon for more episodes of the Read Indeed podcast. And finally, for now, I hope you're able to reflect positively and productively on the year that's gone past. I wish you all the very best for the holiday season and for an exciting new year to come. Take care, and I'll speak to you soon.